We are New Song, a four-square church in beautiful Colorado Springs. We love Jesus. We love each other. We are family. If you have any questions or prayer requests, you can always visit us simply by going to newsongcs.com. Thanks for joining us as Pastor Stephen Hibden shares an encouraging word of God's love. It's just going to be during the lunch hour, so I think from 10.30 to probably 12.30 it would be over. Um, I'm going to have a little sheet in the back. If you're able to do that or if that's something that would interest you, you can come see me in the back, and then we'll get that taken care of. Thank you. Amen. I can't think of a brighter uh, light that we can shine than to be in our public school. It's not a Christian school. They've invited us to come in and provide them lunch. To me, that is a blessing right there. I think we have favor with them. The school loves us, and um, what I hope they do is see that um, – They'll decide to love Jesus because they love us. They'll see that through us. And so if you want to come and be a part, it's not a lot of work that day, but it'll be a lot of fun. Um, all these ministries, when we go to the school, they just it's just such a blessing to me as I go. Not e Even if it is a blessing to them, it's more of a blessing to me because it's just fun. They, they, just, they just love to have us come, so it's awesome. Um, Kay, Kay Cleaver is leading that. She's upstairs in the kids' ministries. And I want to say something about our kids' ministries. We, we're growing as a kids' department. And with that growing, um, causes a lot more um, noise upstairs. And this is not our ideal build, building. We're, we're not where we want to end up. But right now, we're on a detour wherever God wants to take us, right? And so if you hear during services, I say this as a 20-year uh, kids' pastor, that if you hear loud, if you hear it loud, get loud upstairs, just thank God. Don't get upset. Just thank God because that means they're having fun probably. That means that God is uh, working and that they're learning about Jesus. So I talked to one kid last week and I said, um, what did you learn about today? And he said, I learned about Jesus. And I, that's exactly what you want to hear. Amen. We believe that if we can be a place where kids have fun, if they love church they'll love god um that's what happened in my life and um that's what i hope what happens in our kids we want to reach them before they need to be rescued amen all right luke chapter 24 verse 30 i just want to read uh just a couple of verses for you and then we'll get into this today um this is a story that happened right after um, Jesus rose from the dead, literally right after Jesus rose from the dead. This story takes place in the Bible. He's walking. Jesus starts walking with these two, God, two people on the road back home. They were upset because Jesus had died, and they didn't wait around to see that he actually resurrected. And there he was right in the midst of them walking, and they didn't even know who he was because they were so sad about these things that had happened right and so jesus is talking to them talking and they don't get it and then finally they say there's something about you jesus we love you we want to uh they didn't call him jesus at the time but he said i gotta go and they said no can you come to our house and so he came to their house and they're having dinner and um in their custom they they also have like a time of remembering the Passover, remembering communion. They had a little communion service. And this is where it picks up and it says, it came to pass as he, Jesus, sat at the table with them that he took bread. He blessed and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened 
and they knew him. If you are taking notes today, I've entitled this whole series, The Greatest Thing Since Sliced Bread. The greatest thing since sliced bread is not me, is not you. Corals figured that out, right? The greatest thing since sliced bread is Steve. No, back there, that'd be a good name. The greatest thing since sliced bread is God's power working inside of us. That's the greatest thing. And then the series, uh, the message title today is um, called Taken to Be a Blessing. Taken to Be a Blessing. Lord, we ask that you would take us so that we could be a blessing to those around us. Lord, we thank you that your word is living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword. And it will penetrate our hearts. I pray that each person here would open their ears today, that even when it's not a custom for us to be able to sit for 20 minutes and hear a, hear a, a lecture, that um, you would not cause this to be a lecture. You would cause this to be uh, a message directly to me, directly to each person here, that you would speak to them about where they are in their life and what they need. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me just ask uh, very quickly, because um, I want to get through this today, but uh, be honest with me. This is a very serious question, Pastor Chappie. It's very serious. It's this. Um, how many love bread? How many love bread? Does anyone love bread in the room? Okay, so it's not that, it's not that serious. Um, there's people that go with this carb thing, no carbs, you can't, you, and I would love to be a part of that, but I just love bread, and I think probably many of you probably love bread too. My favorite thing at any restaurant is the bread. We go to Olive Garden, our kids, um, Riley, when we went for his birthday, that's what he wanted. He wanted to go to Olive Garden and have breadsticks. That's that's the thing he likes there. We go to Texas Roadhouse. Anyone been, anyone been to Texas Roadhouse? The reason I'm convinced that they're so popular, it's always packed in there, is because they just bring the bread. They just keep bringing it, and it's got butter on it, and it's delicious. You name the restaurant, I like the bread. Spaghetti Factory, you guys don't have that here. We don't have that here, but you've been to Denver maybe? Oh, they. I love their bread. You're like, no, you don't like it. But it's sourdough. It's an Italian thing. We love, we love the bread. Factory, Cheesecake Factory just came to my mind. I love that bread. I've talked about that before. The brown bread is so good. Bagels. Ba bagels are good, too. Mimi's. I go to Mimi's, and I have salad and bread. That's all I have. And I'll be like, can you keep bringing the bread, please? Um, go to Las Vegas. Um, I don't go to Las Vegas, but if I did, no. When I've been to Las Vegas, really, what we the first place we go when we get to Las Vegas is Paris because they have a bakery there that we love, La Boulangerie or something like that, and it's delicious. Um, little did I know that my love affair with bread would uh, be related to Jesus and what he can do in our lives when we are open to him because the same thing, and I might be getting ahead of myself, but the same thing Jesus, uh-oh, oh, thank you, thank you. I'll have a bite right now. Oh, thank you. Here you go. The same, um, the same thing he does with, um, what flavor was that? Same thing he does with bread, he does with us. And every time you see Jesus in the Bible with bread, he does the same four things with it. Jesus takes the bread. He blesses the bread. He breaks the bread, and then he gives the bread. He does it every time. Take, take a look this week. You'll, you'll see, and I'll, we'll talk about that a little more next week. But these two strangers had lost hope. 
they were coming home the day the resurrection happened and Jesus joins their journey and he decides to eat with them now the thing is he I said he decides to eat with them I think he knew he was going to eat with them but he told them I got to go on I got to keep going you guys um, do your thing and they said no don't leave come to our house and I think if Jesus does his thing, but until we invite him to be a part of us, he can't do anything with us. And I said last week, see what God can do through you. And if you don't invite him into your house, and you say, I've already done that. Well, there's, there's a deeper invite then. Invite him to whatever it is that deeper to let him do something with you because they didn't recognize him until he took the bread he blessed it and broke it and gave it and they uh, their eyes were opened these strangers eyes were opened if you didn't hear this we talked about that last week listen to the listen to the podcast and jesus took a seven mile journey with these two strangers and shares a meal and he wants to do the same with you and me today he comes into their world. He does four things. And the first thing he does is break, or is he takes the bread. Why, why does he take the bread, and why would he want to take us? Because he's the potter, and you're the clay. I'm the clay. He's the father. I'm the kid, the wandering child that needs him. He's the creator. I'm the vessel. Jesus is all about taking us and doing something and listen today I, I said last week that there's a prophetic word over many of you that you will accept it and that is this that Jesus wants to take you into a season of blessing spiritually financially physically mentally relationally all five of those areas you can say oh that's easy to say anyone can say that that's nice to hear I can turn on any I don't want to offend anyone by that, but any TBN show and hear that. But Jesus wants to do that with us. But the first thing that we have to allow is for him to take us. And he won't take you in a negative way. He doesn't take you as a dictator would take you. When you surrender, when you allow your eyes to be open and see him for who he really is, like Cleopas did, the, two, the stranger and his wife, your eyes are opened, and you allow him to do what he wants to do. There's a movie that came out some time ago um, that I didn't see called Taken, right? It's not that kind of Taken where you're kidnapped and you're taken and you're used the way that he wants to use you. It's not a Taken Negatively, It's more of a taken like this. Like I, I went to a um, dance. Um, my, my friend, uh, Pastor Cheppy, invited uh, my, my daughter and I to come to this thing. It was an awesome event at the Hotel Elegante. And there was probably a thousand fathers there with their daughters. And um, I'd encourage you to look at it next year if that's something. And all different ages of kids. And at the end of it, for about an hour and a half they have dancing which I'm not like much of a dancer but uh, um, it's you dance with your daughter that's what you do and um, if someone had come up to me I probably would have been nice to do this but if someone else had come up and said hey do you want to dance I would have said no or I would have said well it's the father daughter dance I'm supposed to be dancing with my daughter I'm, I'm taken tonight it's that kind of taken 
that God wants to do in our lives. I know the Bible talks about us being the um, the the bride and him and him being the groom to us, something like that. I remember as a high schooler, I um, didn't go to parties. I didn't go to um, you know. I got invited to a few. I wasn't that cool, so I didn't get invited to that many. But I did get invited to a few, and I didn't go to the parties. One reason because I knew I'd be dead if I, my parents found out my parents were pastors and that would just not happen but I didn't want to I didn't want to get drunk I didn't want to do the things that they did at the parties and I didn't say it like this to them but if they were to ask why I would have said because I'm taken I'm taken by Jesus. And yes, I, there was a moment of taken as a kid, but there's a deeper level of taken your whole life. As you live with Jesus, he takes more of you. And it's not, it's not a, a take. It's like, yes, take it. Take this. Thank you. Take this. And because he first loved me, I love him. And that's, that's, that's how I'm taken. I, ha I had a car. Um, I still have the car. It's a v Volkswagen VW uh, bug, and it says J12 on the side, and uh, that's another story for another day. But uh, it had some major problems. One day it started smoking inside, and the smoke was coming in, and I couldn't breathe, and I couldn't see out the car. It was, I, I just had to pull over. And so I brought it to uh, Bob. He's a mechanic. Raise your hand, Bob. Okay. He, he's, he's a retired mechanic, but he still works out of his house sometimes. And I told him, I have a problem. He's like, oh, a Volkswagen. Oh, my gosh. No, he didn't say that, but I'm sure that's what he was thinking. And he goes, oh, well, what you got problem is the manifold in the heater exhaust system is the blinker fluid and the things is doing this. And all you're going to need to do is take out the valve and spin them out of it and do that. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> and it was one of those times, have you ever been in a time when you're just like, I can you just do this for me? Please just fix this. I'm giving this. Take my car and do. And, and what he did was he took apart the whole car and um, he fixed it. And I, and I drive it now. And that's what Jesus does with us. Jesus says, I will take over. You don't know how to do it. I will fix it. I will give you new brakes. I will give you new seats. I will give you new spark plugs. I will give you a new paint job, Blu-ray player, Wi-Fi, snow tire, spoiler, whatever you want, I will fix it. I will do it for you. I will take you. This, uh, this uh, room right upstairs above us was locked last week. And so we called um, the owners of this place and said, do you have the keys to this room? They said they don't. It was really tough to get in. You couldn't break in. And so I asked different people. And then finally, Jeff says, well, I'll, I'll take a look at it because Jeff can do anything. And Jeff would probably explain to me, well, this is what you need to do. And I would be, and I just glaze over because I just don't know. Like, what are you talking about? And um, he ended up uh, praying, God, help me. And he looked up, and he saw the ceiling, and he realized, I can walk through the ceiling to, the, to that room. And he found a way to get through the ceiling, get into that room, and fix it. And I kind of thought about that for a while, and I thought, that's kind of what God does to us. Because when he takes us, our door of our heart might be locked. And we may have a reason why it's locked. It may have been unlocked at one time, and we use that room in our life. But he, something, something happened, and God doesn't say, "Oh man, I can't get in. I'm, I can't take you. You, you are, you, you're too stuffed up. You're too uh, messed up. You're too screwed up. You're too uh, hung up. You just, I just can't, can't do it." No, God will find a way 
with his grace, with his mercy, not with his overwhelming power and mightiness and gracious greatness, but with his mercy, he will find a way to get through that locked door. If it takes going through the ceiling, his grace will go through the ceiling and come out on the other side and get a hold of you. That's what he does when he takes us. Jesus took the bread in his hands and he takes me and you. He may or may not have already taken you, but he wants to say, I want to be the CEO. I want to be the COO. I want to be the in charge. I want to be the overseer of everything in your life. I will handle your finances for you. I will handle your relationships. Lend them to me. Let me take your car. Let me fix it. Let me unlock your door. Let me take the wheel as I may. Can I, can I just quote the great theologian? Carrie Underwood. Jesus wants to take the wheel of your life. Yes, as a teenager, it came across my mind that being taken by God is something that maybe I don't want to do. It's going gonna, it's gonna to cost me something. Yes, it will cost you something, and it continues to cost you more each week, month, season that you give more to him. It costs you more. But Paul understood this. I want to look at a scripture just real fast. He understood because he was living like hell for a long time, and then he, he was taken by God, wasn't he? He was knocked off his, it wasn't a donkey, was it? So I can't say he was knocked off his, he was knocked off his horse. And um, this is what he said about it. This is what he said about it. I think it's in First Corinthians. It says this. For my light affliction that I'm dealing with, being taken by God, is but for a moment. Remember, you are a tourist on this earth. You are not a permanent resident here. Our home is another place. And he says, it's for a moment. It is working for me, for us, a far more exceeding and internal weight of glory in the message bible it says it like this for my problems are but small potatoes compared to the awesome things god's got planned for me it's just for a moment when you let him take you it pays off it is a good thing when you are taken by god because what does he do next with bread? He says he takes it, and then what does he do? Anybody remember? He, he breaks it. Yeah, he does. But, but before he breaks it, he blesses it. I know it's hard to, like, step out and say something because I would be the one to step out and say it wrong like, so, because um, I'm not the greatest listener, and uh, that's ironic that I'm the preacher. <laughs> so be a better listener than me. Jesus, after he takes it, this part will preach, this part you take home with you today. He blesses it. He blesses it. I told you already, David was taken by God and he was blessed. David, the Bible says, and uh, look at that scripture real fast, 2 Samuel verse 7, chapter 7, it says, Now therefore just thus shall say to my servant. This is why sometimes we don't read the Bible because we're... Thus shall you say to my servant David, thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the sheepfold, from following the sheep to be ruler over my people over Israel. Take that for yourself, my friend. 
take that as a scripture for yourself. I will take you, I will make you the ruler. Maybe not the ruler of the United States. Maybe that's not what you want. But, you know, spiritually speaking, David was taken. Moses was taken. Moses' name, literally in Exodus 2, he was taken. He was, uh, you know, the story of Sunday school. He was in the river, and someone found him. A little baby was in the river in the little boat. It was really sad, and someone picks him up. And his name literally means to be taken or to be drawn or be found in the river. Moses was taken by God. He was put into the um, king's court. He was blessed with royalty. He was blessed with uh, relationships. He was blessed with, um, with uh, rich. He was rich for a long time before he was broken. We're not going to get to that yet, but he was blessed. So there were two strangers with Jesus. Put yourself in their shoes. At that table in their house, I believe Jesus was not only sharing bread with them, but can we have some music? He was prophetically illustrating something. He was not only saying to Stephen and to Michelle and to Joe and to Juliana and to Lori, Lori and to whoever you are in this room. I could go around and say each of us individually. He was saying to each of us, Bryce, you see this bread? This is, means much more than just this bread. I pursued you down a road. I don't know if your road was called Emmaus, the two strangers. They went on a road called Emmaus. Maybe your road was longer than seven miles with Jesus, and maybe it's a road of confusion. Maybe it's a road of sickness. Maybe it's a road of sin. Maybe it's a road of condemnation. Maybe it's a road of insecurity. Jesus says, I'm going to keep walking, keep walking, keep walking with you until you just recognize me because I want to take you. I want to take you to another level. And I speak this today over you because Yes, you need to hear it, but I, I sense that for myself. I'd be very personal with you. This is a church. This is not my relationship with Jesus. It's like any, like, like a business, like Rizzuto's ice cream. You have to work your business. You have to work the church, and I do a lot of work during the week. My kids wonder, um, what else do you do? They, they, Riley said that to me once when, when we were a youth pastor. What else do you do besides just preach on Sundays? There's work involved. But that doesn't equate with a relationship with Jesus. And God is calling me to a deeper relationship with Jesus. And if he's calling me to that, he's probably calling you. He wants to take you. And Jesus will listen to your words. Well, this is why I don't. This is, this is how busy I am. This is what's going on in my life. Just like those two strangers, they talked to Jesus, and they said, well, you don't understand these things. Jesus has died, and it's really sad for us. And Jesus is like, I'm not dead. I'm alive. I'm right here in front of you. Recognize me. And he would say when he breaks that bread, you see this bread? This is me. Yes, I've been through confusion. I've been through insecurity. I've been through hardships. I've been through heartaches. I've been through hangups. I've been through I, I've been through it. I've experienced it all. 
And you know, just as I overcame on the cross and on the grave and I rose from the dead, you can overcome too because the same spirit that raised me is in you. And if the Father can do this through me, Jesus is saying this, if the Father can do this through me, think what he can do through you. He can do great things through you too. He will take you. He will bless you. Just be bread in his hands. Lord, we love you today. I pray that you would speak to each one of us. I pray that you would, through the power of your Holy Spirit, mend, mold, make, create in us what we need to go to the next level with you. I know that you broke you were broken, and sometimes we become broken not because of our sin or not because of us, maybe because of the world. Sometimes you even break us. But we got to be taken first. We got to be blessed first. And Lord, we want, it's hard to even ask for that. So Lord, you do a work in us. I wonder where this message finds you today. When I, I started by saying this is, we are taken to be a blessing. We're not taken just to be taken by God so we can say, oh, look who I took. There, I took them. I took Stephen. He takes us to be a blessing. And I asked you today, where are you at with that? Do you think, I just feel taken. I don't even feel blessed. I don't even feel like I'm being a blessing. I just, I don't, I don't like the whole idea of what you're even talking about and maybe just maybe you're looking at this as taken negatively and not taken positively because Jesus would say to you I joined you on your journey I could have been a million other places but I decided to hang out with you on your little walk and say I'll, I'll spend as much time with you as it takes for you to see that I have blessing for you. I want you to experience blessing with your friends, with your finances, with your neighbors, with your husbands, with your wives, with your kids. God has abundant life for us. Amen. Let me speak to one other person that might be listening today. One here, here might say, I want that blessing. I want that financial blessing. That's not probably the right motive for what God wants to do. That's a result. But you might say, I've been taken, but I don't feel like a blessing. I feel like everybody else is blessed but me. And I would even maybe say to someone here today, have you really been taken? You got to get took by the Lord before he can do something. And to someone else, you might need to get took again by Jesus to another place in your relationship. That's what he's doing with me. 
Maybe that's what he wants to do. If God is going to change the world through churches, people in churches have to be at another level than the people out there. And sometimes us as believers, can I say it with a smile on my face, we're not much closer to Jesus than they are. In fact, sometimes that's what's refreshing when sometimes you meet a new believer. They feel, they seem closer than some of us at times because we've just done it for so long. And Jesus says, get took again. Lay your baggage on the road. I'll remind you, my burden's light. It's not going to take more than you can handle. I take the burden for you. Surrender your reasons for not seeing me in this season the way that I want you to see me. Resurrection life is right in front of these two people on their road, and they didn't even recognize him. There is power available to me, to you, and we don't even recognize it because we think it's got to be a certain way. Get took again. Surrender your insecurities, your condemnation. I feel like I would like to be done, I, and we're going to be done very quickly, but I can't rush this for, for somebody. Surrender your insecurities and your condemnation, your embarrassment or your guilt or your shame or your sin. And so to speak, let God take your hand and have a dance with you. He wants to have this dance with you. It's not a religious thing. It's not like I'm getting baptized and I'm getting a new Bible and I'm going to church. I'm becoming a member. I'm giving part of the giving team. And it's a romance with Jesus that you got to come back to. He wants to dance with us. He wants to walk with us along life's narrow way. Would everyone put a smile on your face and stand to your feet as we close today? There's a certain uh, balance of like, you need the pressure on you and you need to understand the lightness of living for Jesus too. You need to know the conviction, but you also need to have the inspiration to live it out. And today, as you stand before we close in a, in a word of prayer, no, if you're too inspired and you're not feeling convicted, you're probably not where you need to be. And it's not my job to convict you. It's the Holy Spirit. He does plenty of that in my heart. I hope he does for you. If you're feeling too convicted today and not inspired, maybe you're missing something too because it's called good news, and it makes you feel good, and it makes you live lighter, and it makes you live with more joy. It makes you live with more peace when you know God's touch on your life. Balance that today. Say to God, give me more of this or give me more of this. That might be, take that with you. That's, a, that's good. It wasn't not written down. I feel like that's for me might be for you as well. Lord, we just come before you today as we close, and I am so thankful for this family of believers, for this community of love, for this 
group of friends that I get to spend Sundays with. I am so thankful. May I just declare on this day of family celebration, I am so thankful to go to this church, to be a part of this family. I remember many days in my life where I would not look forward to Sunday mornings because it requires this and requires this, and it was more heavy than it was light, and I just love that I enjoy coming here. And I am so thankful for every person in this room. I thank you for the blessing they are to my life. As I walked away, as I, as I was taken by you, I'm so thankful I declare that to you, God. I pray that you take me and you bless me. And if you need to break me, break me. But Lord, I know the end result is so that you can give us. And Lord, I ask that you take us deeper so that we can be blessed and we can be a bigger blessing. I thank you that you never run out of ways to take us further. And as I read this last part of the prayer, I thank you that you never run out of ways to do greater things through me. You never plateau in the things you want to do. You bless me more abundantly as I am available. Lord, make us a